Well, if you open your Bible to page 1,028, I did. I got over here and glanced down and uh, had picked up this green little tree ringer. And I just kind of don't even know why I opened it back up again. But uh, when I opened it up, I saw I was about to speak on why had Jesus not come to Bethlehem. That was last Christmas. And I thought, well... I don't think that's what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is how good it feels when you have a good deal. You know, we all like a good deal. Would we agree with that? Yeah. You hear people talk about, I got a good deal. I got a good deal. You know, or I didn't get a good deal. Well, advertisers know that we all like good deals and they organize and plan and do their advertising accordingly. I mean, you, for example, you watch television. You, you can't watch TV very long and there not be an advertisement about a real deal on some vehicle. Man, I mean, $5,000 off, $7,000 off, all, it just, just, it just repeat, you know, just all these things about, like mattress. They, you know, they just almost are every other ad. And then when you drive around, there's almost a mattress store on every corner and on some corners, two or three. You just wonder about these things. Like, and, and, uh, but they, you know, advertising pays off. Furniture advertisements, you know, I'm telling you, there must be a tremendous profit in mattresses and furniture. Because all kinds of things. And then, you know, one, one advertisement on TV that fascinates me, there's a plumbing company, and it happens every, every morning on the, on the 7 o'clock, like along in there, the main news that comes on, which is high-dollar advertising. There's one plumbing company that has a really good commercial. And then there'll always be some other commercial about something. And then that same commercial repeats. I mean, it's exactly the same commercial. And it, it's powerful because here I am talking about it. You know, if you just watch the same commercial over and over, it kind of gets your attention. And then the drug industry just dominates TV, does it not? Like wherever we ate, they have something for us. They say, be sure and tell your doctor about this and that and yonder. And when I do that, he said, you've been watching, you've been playing with Google, have you not? My doctor says, stay off Google. You know why our doctors tell us that? That's what they stay on. They read the same stuff we do. They just know some of the words we don't know. But then, then these online pop-ups. Now, you ladies, some of you ladies know about that. I didn't know much about online pop-ups until Dottie's months of not being able to, like, go to stores. Well, when she began to feel better, I knew she was getting better because she began to buy things online. And... Uh, and she'll say to me, oh, here's an here's a online pop-up. In fact, one of the nicest jackets she has, this beautiful jacket, was one of these online pop-ups. I think it cost like about $39 in at church. Every time a lady tells her, say, how nice that jacket is, she says, well, it just cost $39. I said, don't tell them that, Dottie. <laughs> just let them think that we paid a lot of money for it. But she, this, why does she do that? We all like good what? We all like good deals. We really do. Uh, when we buy something, uh, whatever it is, we like to think that we got a good deal. 
We just all like good deals. Now, this thought came to me as I was working on this. And by the way, this is one of the Tuesday Bible lunch that I worked on way too many hours, way too many hours. I've over-prepared for this thing, and, uh, it, it, but I hope it's going to be okay. But it, I spent a lot of time on this because I really got my, I really got my, I was working on something else and my, my heart kind of got over on this and I, I began thinking about good deals and thinking about what I'm about to show you in the Bible. And then I thought about, well, what is a good deal? That's a good question. Like, I mean, how do we know if we got a good deal? Well, is the criteria what you pay for something? I mean, does that turn out to be what makes something a good deal? Like if you, if you don't have to pay too much, like Dottie's jacket, like, now she sure got a good deal on that. Or that may not be the best criteria for a good deal. The best criteria may be whatever you bought on this thing you thought was a good deal turned out not to be a pile of junk. Have you ever bought some stuff like that before? We all have. So like, what is a good deal? Well, a good deal would be if you get a good buy on something and the thing turns out to be everything that you had hoped it would be. Or it could be, you know, you've all heard this old saying, good candy is not cheap and cheap candy, cheap candy is not good. I bomb that. You know where I heard that saying? That's one of Dottie's favorite sayings when I complain about what something costs. I say, surely we, you didn't pay that for that. And she'll always quote that thing to me. You do know good candy is not cheap and cheap candy is not good. I don't say anymore, but inside of me, I'm thinking, but we're not talking about candy. We're talking about this thing that I think that, you know, you maybe paid too much. Well, uh, you don't say that out loud, and I know you wouldn't dare mention it to her. Well... <laughs> Today, listen, seriously, I want to talk to you about the best deal you will ever make. There's no deal equal to this deal, seriously. And if you look with me on page 1028, it's all in one verse in the Bible, one little simple verse in the Bible. If you read the whole Bible, there's no deal like this deal. And it's in the book of 2 Corinthians, it's in chapter number 5, it's in verse number 21. And it's one of those times I really wish you had your Bible, for I would say, please underline this. Draw, put some marks beside it. But I hope you'll just remember 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It's just the last verse in the fifth chapter. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And here's what it says. It says, God made him, that is Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now that, that's the deal of all deals. That's the deal of all deals. You see, what happened here, and this is what this verse is talking about, on the cross, now you need to understand uh, that there's a lot of misunderstanding about this verse, and we won't spend much time on that, but this verse is not teaching that Jesus became a sinner. Jesus never became a sinner, and just not Almost less than an hour, hour and a half ago, I, I just thought about some verses in the Bible that make that clear. One's, of course, a verse in Hebrews that just comes right out and says, Jesus never sinned. In 1 Corinthians, back in 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, it says, Christ died for our sins. Christ didn't die for his sins. He never sinned. 
And then uh, in 1 Peter, the Bible says, Jesus bore our sins in his own body. So when you look at this verse, it says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. It means very simply that our sins and all the sins of humanity, can you imagine what that pile would look like? You know, they were placed on Jesus. They weren't placed in Jesus. Jesus didn't become a sinner on the cross. What he did on the cross was God the Father just took all of mankind's sins and placed them on Jesus Christ. And Jesus became our sin offering on our behalf. And what, if you look at the rest of the verse, it goes on to say, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, his righteousness was credited to our account. So what we did, this is, the, this is what makes this the greatest deal ever. <laughs> we, we trade all of our sins. What do we trade all that for? We trade all of our sins for all of God's righteousness. Now you talk about the deal of all deals. That is exactly what happened. This one verse sums up the gospel as clearly as the gospel gospel can be summed up. Just in one simple little verse. And theologians, I know we're not interested in theologians, but theologians call this positional righteousness. It's kind of a big old way of saying that, but what they're saying is, is they look at that verse They're saying very simply, when we traded all of our sins, when all of our sins were put on Christ, and all of God's righteousness exchange was put on us and in us, that that put us in a position to be right with God. That's all that means. So that's called positional righteousness. Now, there's another righteousness, though, that is where you and I live. See, God did that. Uh, You know, we, we put our faith and trust in the eternal work of Christ, but but the positional righteousness, that's something we receive. But once we receive that, then there's something we are to achieve, and, and that's called practical righteousness. And, all, you know, practical righteousness is just simply uh, living by God's standards in our daily life. In other words, you know, we've, been, you know we, we've put all of our sins on him. We've taken on the righteousness of God on us and in us. So now... We're believers, we're Christians, but the, the, the journey's not over yet. We're here still. And while we live our lives here, we're to live our lives in practical righteousness. In fact, the Bible says everyone who practices righteousness is born of God. Very simply means we live our life based on and by God's standards, which is becoming less and less and less. March the 6th, I believe it is, is just the newest, is just the newest uh, uh, public way of seeing where we seem to be heading when it comes to uh, the righteousness of God or living against the righteousness of God. On March the 6th, I believe is the date, in the theaters, Disney is coming out with one of their characters they're making a character now that the gay lifestyle is just a normal lifestyle. And, that, and Disney, is, is, this is their newest thing coming out. And it's not just Disney. See, you know, we get all this stuff out on the table. And, you know, we, you know it gets on the table a long time ago. And, 
then, then after a while, it kind of moves from the table out into real life, and no one thinks much about it. But, but see, the problem that is, as, as all this just gets portrayed as the normal way life is, then we raise generation after generation of children. Unless they're being taught the Word of God, they think that is the right way to live. And you may disagree with me on that, but when we get to heaven, you'll say, Pastor, you, you were right on that. I don't think anybody here would disagree with that. But that's not living by God's standards. God's standards is very, very clear about that matter. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing about this. We know we're supposed to live our life by God's standards. We already know that. But here's what we may not quite think about very often. And the Bible makes it very beautifully clear in the book of Proverbs. It says, blessings are on the head of the righteous. I love that verse. Proverbs chapter 10, I believe it's verse number six. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. So let's say we all have our positional righteousness settled. We've placed our sins. We've trusted Jesus. I dare say that's true for everybody here. You probably wouldn't be here. If it be not, I hope today before you leave, you'd I'd love to talk with you about that and help you if you'd like or answer whatever you'd like me to answer along those lines. But assuming we're all believers today, then what are we to do? Well, we're to live our life in practical righteousness. That just simply means we're to live our life the best we can. We'll not be perfection. God's not looking for perfection. There'll be none of that. He's looking for progression. We should be growing to be more like him every day of our life. That's, that's another subject for another time, but we, we'll never be all God wants us to be until that day he comes for us again. But be that as it may, as we, as we move along trying to live our life in, in practical righteousness, here's what we need to understand. We're going to experience the blessings of God. The Bible's clear about that. The blessings of God are on the head of the righteous. Now, I want to mention today just a couple, or maybe as time permits, maybe even one more, uh, blessings from God that we have that we might not think about. See, when we talk about the blessings of God, we read a verse like, blessings are on the head of the righteous. We think in the flesh because we are flesh. Now, I know we're spirit, but, but like blessings on the head of the righteous, everybody thinks about money. I hope you're not thinking about your retirement today. But, but don't worry. President Trump said everything's going to be okay, so we need not worry about that. Uh, and, 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 and it'll be okay. I mean, you know, I would, I'm not a stock advisor, but this wouldn't be a good day to start selling stock probably. Uh, but it'll, you know, this is not the first thing we've ever had out there happen, but be that as it may. You know, we talk about blessings, people. We just think about material things like maybe, our, maybe money, blessings. Well, this person's really blessed. They, look how much they have. Or, or we, may, we may think about uh, other things that, that are important things, I mean, we may say, well, he must be talking, blessings are on the head of the righteous. Well, you know, talk about health. And I mean, health is a blessing. Let's not negate that. But I want to mention some blessings today that probably, you know, blessings are on the head of the righteous. And let me just mention a few here real quickly. Well, one that I think we probably don't think a lot about is just the blessing from God for each day we have, like today. The Bible says, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Like, folks, listen, we, 
one of the greatest blessings you and I have is just this day we're living. Is, would you agree with that? Like, think of it this way. We woke up alive. You say, what, what else could we do? Well, wake up dead. But we didn't. And we, I mean, here we are. And, and boy, this has been, and the beautiful Texas weather that we always have. And they say the freeze is coming. Well, if it does, we'll put on our jackets. I'm saying to you that one of the blessings of God is every day. It's just a blessing every day. And, uh, you know, we, we just need to enjoy every moment of every day because can you believe it's Sunday's March? My gracious. Uh, Dottie, Dottie told me, was it this morning she told you? Uh, yes, it was this morning. She said, think about it. Uh, Ten more months is Christmas. I didn't say anything about it, but I thought, I wish you could just enjoy the 25th of this month. The blessings of this day. Don't waste it. And here's the deal. We'll never experience today again. I mean, this is the day the Lord has given us. And here we are in it. And we need to enjoy the blessings. This morning, we had a special joy. This morning, it's a perfect morning outside. I got up my normal early self, and Daddy got up maybe about an hour behind me. And, and uh, in fact, I'd been just having my quiet time long before she got up, and was kind of was in the middle of it. But anyway, then she had some of her quiet time, and I wanted to go out on the street and walk. And uh, we used to do that every morning early, but since last May, She's never done that one time. Now, we've walked down here at the church some, but until the last month or two, not much of that either. And this morning I thought, well, I'd love to go out and walk, but I thought, I don't want to say that because if she doesn't feel like that's what she needs to do, I don't want to make her feel bad. And so I think God had heard me in there just praying, trying to do right. And she said, hey, would you like us to go walk on the street this morning? And I thought, hallelujah. And we went out, and we walked 40 minutes on our street this morning. First time since May of last year. And I thought, what a blessing of God. It was just such a beautiful morning. And, and just, you know, these simple things in life that we don't think much about. We don't have to go across the world to enjoy life. Could I have an amen to that? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, nothing wrong going across the world. We've all done that, too. Let me tell you another blessing we, we kind of take for granted. And, and that is, or we don't think about it, not often, the Bible. Boy, what a blessing the Bible is. The blessings on the head of the righteous. And I'm going to, in a moment, tie this together to show you kind of how you're enjoying these blessings, how you kind of know where you are in your practical righteousness. But the thing I love about the Bible, not only is it you know, tell us how we're supposed to live, but it gives us examples, it encourages us, it gives us direction in our life. It's just such a blessed thing. And, you know, I hope, I hope you count the Bible as one of your special blessings. I say this every year when I do one of the chapels at the school to the boys and girls. I say, I want to talk to you about your friends. And I want to tell you about a friend that you have that you don't think much about. And let me tell you who that is. It's the Bible. It's God's Word. It's the same every day. You don't have another friend like that. Not me. I mean, none of us same every day. We all have good days and not as good days. Well, God's Word is the same every day. Let me tell you another thing that's a blessing that we only think about when we go to church and hear about. It. That's the Holy Spirit of God that lives in us. 
not only to comfort us, but to counsel us. The Holy Spirit's the greatest counselor we have. And he gives us the, the energy and the strength to do the things in life that we need to do. It's just one of the, and I know when we go to church, we hear about the Holy Spirit and they sing about it. But I'm just saying that's the blessings are on the head of the righteous. I'm just thankful that one of the blessings God gives us is the Holy Spirit. And then I want to mention one other, and then I'm going to tie this together. And you may never have thought about this. I'm going to give you the Bible verse, and you can, if you're jotting down, it's Psalm 119. That's that long psalm. That's the longest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119, and it's verse 71. And I'd never paid any attention to this verse, I must say, until Dottie was going through her chemotherapy. And here's what the verse says. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. And when I was going through chemo, one day I was in the hospital reading my Bible. She's taking chemo. And I was just reading Psalm 119, and I hit that verse, it's good for me that I have been afflicted. And I stopped, and I thought, I, I know that's right, it's in the Bible, but I don't see anything good about what we're going through. I just don't understand this deal. And then I looked at the rest of that verse, and it says that I may learn your statutes. And I think I learned something about that verse, the truth, and I've heard Dottie say this. Dottie says that we... Well, she says it for herself, but I would have to say I, I fully feel like I can say the same thing. But she's the one that says this. She says, I learned things about God that if I had to go through lymphoma and chemotherapy to learn them, I, I'm glad that I went through it because of what I've learned. And, you know, I, I and, you know, the one Sunday that I spoke, you know, one Sunday Dottie talked to the church, and one Sunday I talked to the church, and the, I still remember what I said to the church in a nutshell. I said, the thing that I've learned through what we've been through, or what she's been through, what we've all been through with her, is I've learned more about God than I've ever known, and I've learned more about myself than I've ever known. And you know, that's a great verse. It's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. See, sometimes it's when we're going through the really hard things that, that, that when we just kind of run out of anywhere else to turn, I guess what we do, we just kind of read some extra, and the Word of God just begins. And many of you here today, or at least some of you that I know, you've been through things far more than we have. You, you would say the very same thing. Pastor, the, the hardest thing our family ever went through, the fact of the matter is we learned some things that we probably never would have learned any other way. Now, if you ever wonder, I was thinking about this, how do we know the degree of our blessings? Or, or maybe said another way, you know, how do we know how well we're doing in our practical righteousness? We've already experienced positional righteousness. We, we, we made this great trade. We gave God all of our sins, and we took on his righteousness. Now we're living our Christian life. Okay, and God's blessing us in it. And you say, well, how well do I know uh, how I'm doing with this? Well, if you want to measure your personal righteousness, one way to do it is ask yourself, how aware are you of God's blessings daily? Now, I know at Thanksgiving, we all gather around the table and thank God. But like just every day as we live our life, you may not voice it to anybody, but just 
in your mind, you think about, you know, that was an arrogant, that's one of God's blessings on me. That was another one of God. If you never even think about the blessings of God, now, now I'm, I'm talking about these things that we just don't think about. That is the tool that kind of says to us, this is how well you're doing or not in your practical righteousness with God. Now, Father, God, the fact is, really, even though today may be a little deeper than normal, but the fact is, this is where we all are. Hopefully, every person in this room has trusted Jesus alone for their salvation. And so one day, the Bible teaches we'll spend eternity with you in heaven. But until then, here we are, God, and we're to live our life daily based on your standards, taught in your word. And God, when we do, the Bible tells us that the blessings of God himself shall be upon us. Now, Father God, I know we all know we need to be more thankful, but God, it just needs to be almost by a subconscious habit. As we journey through each day, we just think, hey, here's a blessing from God. Hey, there's another blessing from God. Father, we, we have bountiful blessings from you every day. Help us see them. And God, when we do, may it say to us, you are journey along in practical righteousness in a wonderful way. Now, Lord, bless every need in this room. Bless us as we go through the rest of this week. And God, help us as we're around people this week. We're going to be sensitive to ways we can be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.